Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Monday afternoon, Eagle Hour. Glad to have you with us. A great show for you today. Got a very special guest about to join the Eagle Hour. Also happy to have Lee Roberts back on the show. Uh, we'll be talking to Lee a little later in the game and later in the show. So the Bancor Studios, that's where we're broadcasting from in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Full gang is here. We're glad you're with us, too, on the Super Talk Radio Network wherever you may be tuned in. Dickie's Barbecue sponsors the opening segment of the Eagle Hour every day. I want to remind you, the next time we have a home football game, they are the perfect place to call for catering. Really appreciate all that Dickie's does for Southern Miss Athletics and, of course, the Eagle Hour. Well, I don't need to say it. A huge, uh, a huge, huge win Saturday night for Southern Miss football as they upend Tulane, undefeated Tulane, uh, down in the Crescent City, 27-24. I know the... Happiness that we felt in my family uh, was reminiscent of how we all felt. And uh, we're just so happy for these kids and these coaches who have all been working so hard. I think a signature win and a a clear sign uh, that Coach Will Hall is turning this program back where we've had it in the past. And so who better to comment on that but the head coach himself. We're really happy uh, to have Coach Will Hall on the Eagle Hour this afternoon and uh, Lots to ask you about, Coach, but first I have to say congratulations uh, to you and all your guys. Thanks so much, Bob, you know, and uh, just blessed to be on here with you guys. Uh, you know, y'all had asked earlier, and I stay pretty busy, but since we got a bye week this week, I uh, wanted to get on here and join you guys, and just so happens that it's coming off a big win, so uh, that adds a little little, little frosting to the top of our cake there, if you will, <laughs> on this Monday, and a uh, great weekend. It's great for our program. Uh, just a huge win over a really good football team. You know, you saw Kansas State go to Oklahoma and win. They can only score 10 points on Tulane, uh, you know, and, and uh, man, Kansas State scored over 40 versus Missouri and, and Oklahoma. So just a great football team with a great defense and an unbelievable quarterback. We were able to go on the road and win. And it's really hard to do. It's hard to beat a great defense and a great quarterback on the road, no matter if you're in the seventh grade all the way through the NFL. You just don't see that happen much. And uh, we really put all three phases together. I think we continue to grow offensively. We're nowhere near what we're going to be. But in the second half, I thought you really saw us come alive. Late in the second quarter, all the way through the second half, we moved the ball consistently, had some explosive plays through the air, uh, got some run game to pop late, and uh, our young quarterback grew up and uh, special teams were incredible all night, and the defense was incredible after the first three drives of the game. And so it was a great team win. 
and a good step in the right direction as we as we build this great program back. All right, Coach, let's talk about the game in, in particular. You know, you, you go into the halftime, you're behind. The, your two-lane scores the first 14 points of the game. But the second half, remarkable. I mean, you, you effectively beat them 17 to nothing. They scored a late touchdown that was really insignificant. But a dominating performance by your team in the second half. What transpired at halftime Coach, uh, what adjustments, if any, were made? What did you say uh, to the guys? What What was the genesis of that big turnaround? You think? Yeah, you know, I think it started a little bit earlier than the second half. If you look at the second quarter, after their first three drives of the game, they had some good scripts coming out and drove it down on us. Those three drives, we we held them. You know, to, to only 14 points in those first three drives, then our defense kind of calmed down. Coach Armstrong got a good handle of what they were doing. And uh, offensively, you know, we had gotten nine yards on our first two drives and got it to third and one and just absolutely, you know, didn't get it done on third and one. Didn't execute, didn't do what we're supposed to do. I mean, it's just embarrassing. We've got to get that fixed, and I'm going to get it fixed. Um, Or the whole half's different. So, you know, we just kind of said, look, we've got to settle down. We've got to start executing offensively. We've got to calm down. And, and just do our job. And so we really simplified it offensively. We just kind of started doing just base things that, you know, we felt like were really, really simple and our kids could do. We started executing in a higher fashion and moving the ball and defensively we calmed down. And then we made a play. You know, uh, Mason Hunt punted it down inside the five. We downed it, forced them to punt, got a straight field position. We hit Jason Brownlee for a big touchdown. And it kind of got things going. And uh, in the second half, uh, we dropped a big third down and 10 catch. And the same young man, Jacaris Caston, playing one play at a time, comes back and, and makes a big 37-yard touchdown uh, to tie it. You know, after a humongous block punt by Jay Jones and uh, Greg Meyer and scheming it up. And you could just kind of feel it, man. Once we started scoring, our team knows. They, they know we're a young offense that's fixing to be good because they see it every day. And uh, our defense has been playing well. Our kicking games, you know, been playing really well. And when we started scoring, you could feel the energy shift. And uh, I just thought our kids played lights out from an effort standpoint all night, and was able to pull that thing out. And then the big pick six by Eric Scott with a with a tip by Kristen Booth on a great call by uh, Austin Armstrong. I think we confused a great quarterback right there. They had run that play earlier in the game, and he had gone to the field, and we were in a different coverage. And uh, it was not there, and I think they probably saw that and, and came back to it later to go to the boundary, and then we were in a different coverage this time, and Coach Armstrong with a different look, and the kid still went to the boundary, and he's a great quarterback, man. He's hard to fool. And old Kristen Booth dropped into the hook zone and batted it up, and Eric Scott had a great pick. We got it to the end zone, and uh, shoot, man, it was the Eagles were the Eagles were flying fast at that point, baby. <laughs> I, I remember popping uh, a beverage can right when he, as he crossed the goal line. <laughs> <laughs> that might have gave us the extra little extra little push we needed right there, Kelly. Well, I, I knew it was over then, <laughs> Coach. I've heard it said that. <laughs> I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's easy to be a fan, you know, in those situations. I, I've heard it said uh, that special teams are a lot like attorneys. If you never really know you've got a good one until you've got a bad one. Uh, and I thought the special teams units in particularly and what it means, 
you know, for blocks and things like that, because it doesn't happen very often. So it really is a time to celebrate and infectious to the rest of the team. I just thought special teams were great. Um, uh, you can start there, special teams. Yeah, so we'll start with our kicker and punter. You know, they were perfect all night. Uh, Mason was phenomenal again, punting. Briggs was great kicking in, kicking off. Most of them in the end zone. Uh, Jay Jones had a great block punt with an assist, you know, from Dom Quiwan and several others attacking that shield. Greg Meyer, especially his corner, had a great, uh, you know, design right there. And we executed it to perfection. You know, on the block field goal, Natron Brooks, yeah, you know, what you're seeing on that block field goal is the cumulative effect of consistent uh, acquiring knowledge throughout a game and also consistent physicality to carry over because Natron was really close on several earlier and he just kept acquiring information and stacking plays. What we talk about, man, don't play each individual play as in and of itself. Stack information as you go in the game. And Natron kept getting a little closer, a little closer. Also, we knocked their main tight end out, all right, with physicality early in the game. Well, he's also their starting wing to that side. So they had a young kid in that wing. Natron was getting a little closer and gaining information. And then when the time was right at the end, we've got their backup wing in the game. And then Natron was a little bit quicker, got a little better jump off the ball, and was able to uh, get it down right there. So just uh, – just, I thought it was a great uh, – signature moment for our culture you know of what we're building how we're training these guys to think in pressure situations how we're teaching them to win uh how we're you know the physicalness of our program and the way we practice every tuesday and the way we do things i thought it all kind of came together right there in that one moment we talked about that with the team this morning all right look get in here with coach hall hey coach uh talk about defensive line just for a minute um Jalen Williams, seven tackles, two TFLs, one sack. Four different players had TFLs. Four different players had sacks. Yeah, some bad dudes, right, Luke? I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's really all you can say. We got seven of them that are playing, you know, a lot of snaps, and they're all really good. Uh, they're learning how to play college football. None of the seven had played any significant college football time, especially at Southern Miss, so they're getting better. Uh, and they're really freeing things up for everybody else around them. They're making it a lot easier, you know, for Coach Armstrong to call the game. Uh, Bibbins, uh, yeah. you know, played really, really well. Uh, Jalen is, is a force in there. Cooley, there was one time Cooley just picked their guard up and dropped him on the quarterback back there. Like, he, he hit the quarterback with the guard. Uh, you know, I mean, so they're all just, you know, reckless doing some good things. Booth had the tip that caused the uh, interception. They're, they're starting to play better assignment wise because we do a lot of stuff on defense now. I mean, y'all, y'all know we, we don't we don't play simple football over here. Uh, so I mean, we do a lot of stuff. There's a lot of different stunts and blitz packages that we do. They're doing a great job learning it, and uh, man, they play lights out. And Brandon Lacey's doing a great job with them. All right, Coach, can you hang around another segment with us while we got you? Oh yeah. All right, Coach Will Hall. We're talking. Man, this is a great Monday. We're talking about that big win over Tulane. We'll be right back.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome back. We're talking to head football coach Will Hall on the Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookboard at campusbookboard.net. Great place to buy your Southern Miss apparel, full of Southern Miss spirit every time you go in. They're located on Hardy Street. You can shop them online at campusbookmart.net. Uh, surprise guest today. We're delighted to have him, Coach Will Hall. Coach, I want you to hear this. Uh, here's a soundbite that our intern uh, Nathan picked up Saturday night after the game. These are two of your players, Dalen Gill and Eric Scott Jr., and they're talking about what prompted that performance and, and the culture at Southern Miss football under your leadership. I'd like for you to hear this and then get your comments, sir. Um, I feel like we, I feel like that, that goes back to Tuesday. Like, Tuesday is our hard practice day. Like, I feel like if, when we get done on Tuesday and we do our job on Tuesday, we can do our job in the game. I feel like we'll go back on Tuesday. I feel like that game was strictly about Southern Miss. We had to get back to our roots, our DNA, and that's what that game was about. It was us against us. It wasn't against Tulane. It was us showing ourselves that we deserve to win. We deserve to be in this position. We deserve to make the plays that we make, and that's what happened. There's a new culture in town, Coach, and uh, you're responsible for that. Your thoughts about what those kids just said? Well, that means a lot to me. You know, I love those two kids and uh, and got a special relationship for both of them, and, and they mean the world to me. And, and man, you know, I mean, like I said, from the moment we got here, you know, Bob, is, is we're going to be different in how we do things here. We're, we're not going to apologize for that. Uh, we're going to be old school from the standpoint we're going to be very relationship-driven. We're going to teach these young men how to act in life. We're going to teach them how to be men. And along the way, we're going to start winning football games. And when we get it going, it's going to be even better than it would have been if we'd have taken a quicker and easier road to get there. And I think you're starting to see the fruits of it. Uh, Anybody that's around our program like you guys are know that our kids are unbelievable in the way they treat others. They understand their impact. They understand what a blessing it is to play college football in and of itself, but also to play at a place where it matters. And uh, we really have been harping for two weeks that we've assembled all this talent here, and now we're three, we're four games into it now, but going into that game, we're three games into it. We're not young anymore. We have played together. It's time to start doing our job and doing what we're supposed to do. And when you do, like we blocked that punt because three other guys hit the shield at the perfect spot to allow Jay Jones to get the block. You know, Eric Scott picked six of that ball because Kristen Booth dropped into his hook zone in the perfect spot and batted it in the air. And when everybody does what they're supposed to do and you're really talented, good things start happening at a high rate of speed. And uh, we're hoping we made another jump. I really feel like we have. We got an off week this week to continue that improvement. Coach, I saw at the end of the game, and I think I mentioned to you, my wife made a comment that Coach can still run and move. And that's when you were avoiding that Gatorade bath. You you look quite impressive on that uh, on that move right there, Coach. <laughs> well, I'm not a big Gatorade bath guy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, I had a lot of people I wanted to hug, a lot of people I wanted to talk to. I, I wanted to celebrate with our fans and our kids, and I didn't feel like having Gatorade all over me while I did that. So <laughs> hopefully we're going to win a lot more games in the future and we don't have to Gatorade bath every there time we, we win. I, you know, a couple of years ago in a, in a regional, Scott Berry pulled a hammy. So my, my father wanted to make sure that both of your hamstrings are still intact as fast as you ran down to that end zone, Coach. 
I'm good, Luke. If you come to practice, you know I run every day at practice, man. I'm flying around everywhere, so it is, running ain't new to me. Not yet. Good stuff. Uh, what What did you think about, though, all the black and gold in the stands? Because that's immediately where you took off to. I, I know you were excited to see them and hear them all night. Yeah, I was just so appreciative of it. You know, I thought we did an unbelievable job, man. I thought they were great. I thought we took over the stadium. I thought we had a ton of juice. You know, I thought our second home game, we had a really good crowd. You know, we had a lot of people in the upper levels. Yep. We continue to build this thing. I know we've got to win uh, to, to get it completely back. But I just keep encouraging people to jump on this train while we're climbing the mountain. Because we've got, got a lot of great kids from all around the area that are making plays. And the climb is the funnest part. And that's the part we're on right now. And I really appreciate our fans and, and, and everybody that, that's on board with us as we make this journey. Let's uh, just last question for me. I'll throw it to Kelly. Um, we haven't talked quarterback yet. You said earlier this morning Wilkie has solidified his his position. Seventeen to twenty five, one ninety four, two touchdowns. Um, just that was that was a big moment. Now that he's started at Miami at Tulane, he's been been in moments. What was your assessment of your quarterback Saturday? Man, Luke, I mean, he had the best game anybody quarter any quarterbacks had against him. You know, I mean, his eyes were right all game long. We didn't give up any sacks. That's a testament to the O-line and to him because he was getting that thing out, man. His eyes were right. He was sending the protections. He only had one bad protection call all night. Uh, he was getting it out. He was extremely accurate. He had one drop in there on a third and ten. Uh, actually, the worst ball he threw all night was the one Brownlee called for a touchdown. You know, I mean, outside of that, he was he was just on a really high level of accuracy. Uh, didn't turn the ball over. He did put the ball on the ground one time on a run. We were able to recover it back. So I just think he continues to grow and develop, and he's got a little magic to him. And uh, we're, we're excited about, you know, growing him and, and his future and, and, and the talent he brings to the table. Coach, I can't I can't understate uh, how big the, the win was from a perception standpoint. And we all know as fans, perception is – is 90% reality, at least, you know, in the general public. You win that game. How about 99? Okay, okay, 99. I'll, I'll go there. Um, but yeah, if, with a fan base. Yeah now, now that the game, yeah, now that the game is over, your team is 2-2, two and two, you're on an upswing, you've got an off week, you're going into conference play. But had, and it's hypothetical, obviously, because you guys earned that win. Tulane did not lose that game. Southern Miss won that game. And there is a difference. But the significance it had... Your team been one and three because um, history repeats itself at Southern Miss lots of times, particularly with a fan base. Now you're two and two with an upswing, or you could have been one and three with a downswing. And gosh, I'm to me, I'm just so relieved that that you didn't give Fairweather fans an excuse not to come and see these kids play. Well. You know, Kelly, man, I just can't control any of that. What right. I can't, I tell you, what we talked about this morning. We talked about we've got an off week. Everybody in our program had one assignment when we left team meeting this morning. Everybody had to write the one thing they were going to improve on this week. We're not going to focus on a lot, but everybody is going to turn into their position, Coach, the one thing they're going to get better on this week. And if collectively everybody can get a little bit better at one particular thing, to themselves, then we'll get a whole lot better as a program this week. And that's what we're focusing on. We're still in that stage. You know, we took a big jump, man. We went from losing close games to winning a big game on the road. And uh, if we've not arrived yet, if we had lost, you know, we would be focused on the same thing. But it is huge. Let's don't kid ourselves. Right. Uh, it's huge. 
Uh, they, these kids needed that. Yeah. You know, we, we're like a fisherman, man, and we've used this example a lot. We're like a fisherman that keeps towing his lure in the water, and he ain't catching anything. The only way to catch one is you got to keep casting. You can't quit casting. Now, you need to change your lures. You need to change where you're at. You need to go to a different part of the pond, but you got to get your lure back in the water. And we're doing all the right things, and we finally caught us a fish. And, and we needed to catch one. You know what I'm saying? We really needed that because we're doing everything right. And it gets to a point where at some point you need a little bit of fruits for your labor. And so it was really good for the overall morale of the kids. But we got to go to work, man. We got, hey, we got competition Tuesday tomorrow. I, hey, I highly encourage you to come because we're going to knock the crap out of each other in the morning. <laughs> well, and, and now when you look at the way the Sun Belt is shaping up, you talk about the Fun Belt because now the, the monsters in the East have been slayed. The West appears to be, you know, wide open as well because Louisiana is certainly beatable. <laughs> I'm worried about Tuesday morning at eight <laughs> fifteen. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Tuesday morning at eight fifteen, we're going to get after each other, and everybody's going to start doing what they're supposed to do to get a little bit better at the one thing that they've identified they got to get better at this week. Hey, Coach, uh, we're going to be out there in the morning. We're looking forward to uh, watching you and, and getting some more sound bites from some of your kids. Real quickly, we don't have much time left. How is Swayze Bozeman? I don't know 100% yet. Uh, we're going to find out at some point during the day today. You know, he's a great kid, loves Southern Miss, does everything right. And uh, so we, we're hoping for the best right there, but we're just not 100% yet, so I don't want to comment on it yet. We'll probably have that report to you by tomorrow, Bob. Okay. Coach, anybody that's paying attention sees that you're turning this football program around. And great days are ahead of Southern Miss football. And we saw a glimpse of that Saturday night. Congratulations to you, Coach, and uh, thank you very much for coming on our show. I really appreciate all you guys do for us, and I love you coming to practice. It gives our kids a chance to get out in the forefront of people. And that's who we want out there, right? Because, man, they deserve it. Uh, they're really doing things the right way, and y'all, y'all keep marketing them and and putting them out in front because they are uh, boy, they're doing a lot of good things. And most of them are from right here in the in Mississippi in the Pine Belt area, yep. and they're lifting this place up. Well, uh, you know, one person at a time. So, thank you, of course, coach. All right, Coach Will Hall, everybody, head football coach, University of Southern Mississippi. He's off the air. I'll say the same thing because I'm not saying it. He was on the air. If you're paying attention you see that he's turning the football program back around. Hey, it's going to be great to hear from our next guest. Lee Roberts has been a little under the weather. He's going to be back on the Eagle Hour right after this. Hey, we want to thank head football coach Will Hall. Kind of a surprise. He uh, communicates with me during lunch and uh, says he'd like to come on the show. And as I told him, you're welcome on the show anytime. And we really appreciate uh, his insight into that. Fourth Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour. It's a great place to have lunch. It's a great place. I'm sure they had a good time watching the football game down there Saturday night. 
And uh, you can be sure that every time the Golden Eagles take the field, they'll be on the TV, 4th Street Bar and Grill. We are delighted to have uh, Lee Roberts back on the Eagle Hour, who uh, normally joins us uh, every Monday, has been out out of pocket a little bit for the last couple of weeks. But before we start about football, Lee, let me just say that on behalf of all of us at the Eagle Hour, it's good to hear your voice. We're glad to hear you back and, and on the mend. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys. It's, it's been a long couple of weeks, and, you know, you guys know me. It's tough being away from the game, and um, but it's been a good time to, to heal and get myself right and, you know, looking forward to next weekend at Troy. So the open week will, again, give me an opportunity to continue to get back to my normal self, still not 100%, but Appreciate you guys. All the thoughts oh, and prayers, well, indeed. Well, we're glad you're we're glad you're on the man. All right, Lee, uh, you're a little younger than Kelly and I, but you've been around a while too. And so, all of us that have seen the glory days, you were part of those days, uh, have suffered. I, I think it's fair to say we we've suffered in the last few years watching our proud football program down. But you know, Lee, I saw I saw glimpses of the old Southern Miss Saturday night, and I, I know it's only one game, but. Uh, as I told Coach Hall, I, I don't think anybody that's that's watching uh, can deny now that he's turning this ship around. No, and and everything now is kind of coming to fruition. That you know what he's been saying. I mean, from the beginning of this season, he's talked about the talent level, the depth, how we've improved all across the board. That he's he's confident. You know, again, go back to week one. We played you know not our best game, but very close to beating a, a good Liberty team, and you know then. Two weeks now, been able to put it all together against Northwestern State last weekend and then Tulane. So, truly feel like this team is on the up and up. And so you're sitting at two and two. And you know, I've told people at the beginning of the year is like if we can get through the first four games and at the minimum be two and two, you know, I would be excited. And you know, as you move into play, this. Right. Yeah, right. You're cutting out just a little bit, honestly. If you can, yeah. Yeah. I think the the opening week is is perfect. The timing has been um, really good as far as that goes, and you know, so I, I think you're right. I mean, we're starting to see some really good signs of what Coach Hall is beginning to put together. And again, if you think about a new coach, you know, really year three is when things are really supposed to click. But he's really getting things moving quickly, and I'm I'm super excited for him and this program. You know this game really well, and you played the position of quarterback at a real high level, but. Man, I see a lot of I see a lot of uptick in this young freshman, and uh, I think he could develop into uh, shall I say another Lee Roberts? You know, and I think I mean I think you're right. I mean Zach Wilkie, we've known you know that he's a talent. Obviously, having to put a freshman in is not always the most ideal thing, and you know he he got to start at Miami and played, which I thought pretty good. And you know, I mean, you kind of you kind of look at you look at you look at. Uh, you know, decisions and, you know, I put up great number. However, he's, he's two and one as a starter. And so uh, that, that's a lot to be said for as well. But I mean, if you ask Coach Will Hall what he's been able to do, I mean, he's not well. He's going through his progressions. He's making good decisions. And, um, you know, think, think back to, again, the Miami game, you know, when he stepped out of bounds a little sooner than he needed to, that was one of those rookie mistakes. And he really has not made those and so eliminating those those young guy mistakes really doing the things that he needs to well i mean he's got great work ethic and i think the team believes in him the guys rally around him and 
And, uh, man, super, super excited for him, what he's been able to do. Yeah. He, he is going to be a great player. I remember that play, and I, as I recall, Coach Hall had a little chat with him about that, so I don't, I don't think he'll forget that again. All right, uh, Luke, get in here with Lee Roberts. Lee, let's talk receivers for a minute. I mean, now with Caston, with um, his ability, and then, I mean, just call just call uh, Jason Brownlee the black hole, man, because anything near it, he just sucks it in. And, and I, I think that's – both of those guys got extensive work, um, but you're going to probably, you know, in a couple of weeks, you're going to see, especially with Troy's defense, they're going to key in on casting, and then you're going to have, you know, some of these other young guys with with the opportunity to make plays as well. But I I don't really know too many guys in the Sun Belt that create the one on one problems like Brownlee does. No, I agree, and you know, and that's just one thing that you know Wilkie has been able to do. I mean, he's he's felt some. You know, a little bit of chemistry there, and obviously the 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 coming up with Caston too. But yeah, Brownlee is a he's a big time threat, a big time receiver. We knew he was going to be a guy that would be, um, you know, a, a target of go to for us. Uh, and and indeed, this guy's lived up to it, and uh, fun to watch. And you know, hopefully, he'll continue. And again, we we just got to continue to push the ball down the field. And I think each and every week we will, and those guys will continue to make plays. I want to bring this up, and you can comment on it as a quarterback. I think some of Wilkie's confidence came Saturday from the fact Coach Hall said that the offensive line didn't didn't give up a sack, and so Zach wasn't getting hit. You know, in the, when we were down fourteen to nothing and able to bring us back, how much of a psyche goes into a quarterback when when you know that your offensive line is protecting you like that and pass and pass block? You know, you, you have a certain level of confidence in your guys, and you know, once you get in a game, if if you start getting hit, you. You don't really lose that confidence. You just know that you got to get the ball out of your hands a little bit quicker. And, you know, obviously what, what Wilkie was able to do and, um, to go without being sacked one, yeah, he's getting the ball out of his hands. He's making his reads, wide receivers getting open. But yeah, the biggest part of that equation is offensive line holding blocks off. And you know, that's one thing that coach Greg has been able to do. And that you can see the improvement there and, you know, just a, a huge stat that really goes, uh, unnoticed. So I'm glad you brought it up, but. Uh, a day without a sack is is a quarterback's dream. So a, a huge, huge day for the guys up front. Yeah, they they asked Joe Burrow about that the last couple of years, and his response has been. <laughs> 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 that, that poor guy. But you were talking yeah. about equations, Lee. Along those same lines, the offensive line didn't give up a sack, but it's not like we're it's not like we're tearing it up, uh, rushing the ball. Gore, it seems to me, has been certainly serviceable. But but the rushing numbers are not anything that uh, that that anybody's going to look at and go, wow, those guys can really run the football. Yeah, and and, and if we're going to continue to be a team to to win, especially once we get into conference play, I mean, because you, you guys have seen it. I mean, there there's some some great teams in the Sun Belt, and for us to compete, we've got to be able to run the football. We do, we don't want to be a one dimensional team. We don't want to be one sided. Um, and if we can get better this next week over the next week and two weeks before we do go to Troy, if we can try to figure out, hey, this, this is what's happening, this is what's preventing us from running the football. And, um, you know, and it could be just something something minor, obviously. But, yeah, running the football is definitely something this team wants to do and Coach Hall needs this team to do. And you guys, if you can remember, I mean, when Tulane came here two years ago, I mean, that was one thing that ran the football. You know, so this is a Will Hall offense that likes to. 
but we just we're trying to get over that hump indeed. And one of the things that the coach talks about getting better that honestly, obviously we're we're jubilant that the Eagles won the game Saturday. But all in all, I saw different instances during the game where the Eagles just did not tackle very well. I think that would you agree? And is that that's something obviously I think they'll focus on this week. Yeah, and I, and I really can't remember who it was talking in in, in post game where John and Baker had had interviewed him, and that was one of the things that he had talked about. Is he he missed? It was actually Avery Hobbs. He had missed a couple tackles, and you know, for a young man to come out and say that, I mean, that it's kind of weighs on you, but uh, it's it's recognizable. And you know, this is and that was something he even talked about. And this is an area of focus. And you know, once once you get in the season, there's only so much tackling you really want to try to do. I mean, on live people, but uh, hopefully this next coming week, and um, you know, they'll let, they're able to kind of nail that down because going forward. You do. I mean, you got to run the football and you got to make tackles. And you know, Coach Armstrong, as a defensive coordinator, sitting there seeing a bunch of missed tackles is not good. And so I know he's ready to get that fixed himself. All right, Lee. We sure appreciate you coming back. We're glad you're back on the payroll. And uh, now that you're back working, we're going to make you work again next Monday. Hey, keep it going, man. Appreciate you guys. Right. I'm glad I'm back too. All right, our buddy Lee Roberts, and we're sure happy to uh, to hear he's doing good. All right, Nathan Lee's in here, the intern. Super intern. I was going to say. Uh, we're going to try to run a soundbite in the last segment that you got mm-hmm. uh, from a couple of the guys talking about the crowd. But you were there. You covered the game for us. Did a lot of social media. Kind of put in perspective what the atmosphere was like, Nathan. I mean, yeah, when you go on an away game to cover uh, Southern Miss, I mean, you know, they've, they've, they've gotten better throughout the season with the home games. And you go to New Orleans, I know it's a close drive. I mean, you don't expect it to be a 50-50 fan base. But it was pretty close to 50-50 in my opinion. When I first got there, I was pleasantly surprised with the energy that Southern Miss fans brought. The, the, the want to their team to win, they're all screaming. They're all, every, fourth, uh, every third down, they're, they're, they're screaming as loud as they can to get the, as much for that defense as they can. So that energy was there. It was Southern Miss fans wanted that win. They traveled to see that win, and they pulled it off, which, in my opinion, can be considered Will Hall's biggest win at and, Southern Miss. And I guess a pretty good atmosphere around the guys after the game. Oh, very, very much so. They even broke the bell. Well, that that's conjecture, as, as Will Hall said. Well, there's a broken bell in Philadelphia that's, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. still sitting up Did there. pretty well, yeah. yeah. We'll try to get that soundbite for you this last segment. Stay with us. Eagle Hour continues. Appreciate Lee Roberts and Southern Miss head football coach Will Hall joining us on the show today. If you missed it, go back and uh, you can find it on demand at supertalk.fm or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Audible. We're on all of those platforms. Luke, Bob, Kelly, Nathan Lee. I'm in the Southern Bancor Studio in downtown Laurel. They are in Hattiesburg. Happy to have you along. Women's volleyball splits 
with South Alabama. Lady Eagles lost a 3-1 to match on Friday, bounced back and won a 3-2 to match on Saturday. Coach Jenny Hazelwood's ladies improved to 9-5, and 1-1 and in the Sun Belt. They will host Troy um, this coming weekend. Soccer tied James Madison over the weekend, and if you've seen James Madison in football, <laughs> anything with, with that program, a, a tie may, may be a win, but uh, Coach Mo's Lady Eagles tie, and uh, they are 1-1-1 one, one, and one in uh, the Sun Belt, and they will get ready to uh, this weekend take on Texas State. They'll host Texas State on Saturday. Men's tennis wins nine matches over the weekend against Tulane, South Alabama, uh, Louisiana, and New Orleans. They'll get ready in a couple more weeks, go to Tuscaloosa for the ITA Southern Regionals. Got golf. Golf's back out on it, guys. They're in Winston-Salem, North Carolina at the Old Town Collegiate. Right now in front of Kansas State, Wake Forest, Penn State, Furman, Rutgers, Cincinnati, the Golden Eagles. They're number one right now. They have shot 13 over. I mean, 13 under, I should say, 13 under. Uh, currently leading the Golden Eagles, Cameron Clark is uh, has shot a 6-under. Uh, Pat has shot a 5-under. Dupuy has shot a 2-under. So uh, the Golden Eagles right now on day one, currently in first place. Um, Sunbelt over the weekend. Guys, great games. Of course, Coastal beat Georgia State 41-24. James Madison was down 28-3 to in Boone. Came back and beat Appalachian State 32-28. You called that one. Watch the Dukes. Yeah. Georgia Southern uh, defeats Ball State 34-23. Old Dominion beats Arkansas State 29-26. Texas State shuts out Houston Christian, formerly Houston Baptist, 34-0. Troy gets a home win against Marshall 16-7. South Al blows out La Tech and Mobile 38-14. And how about them Warhawks from ULM, Kelly Sander? Yeah. Are they, 21 they... to 17, and not only do the Raging Cajuns last week in the nation's longest winning streak, now they are on a two-game losing streak. You gotta, so yeah, you gotta... I, did, did y'all feel that way over the weekend? That that like I want to watch Sun Belt games. Like I'm I'm dialed into Sun Belt games. I love being in this conference. Coach Bowden up there at Louisiana Monroe. Yep, a lot of good Bob. coaches in the league. All right, uh, you know we talked earlier about the crowd uh, Saturday night in. Uh, Tulane and uh, it was it was really great. Uh, Nathan got some sound bites from who the, who the players. Nathan, uh, Zach, Zach Wilkie and Natron Brooks. Let's hear what those kids had to say about you, Southern Miss fans, showing up and rooting on the Golden Eagles. Oh, it was unbelievable. Our fans do a great job to come support us anywhere we at. Uh, it don't matter where we go. We can go to Hawaii. You are gonna see black and gold in Hawaii. Like our fans, our support system is just amazing. Like I don't think no support system is better. It's like Coach Hall said, um, it matters here. It matters to, play, to be a football player here, and it matters to be a quarterback here. Uh, it matters to play defense here, nasty bunch, great tradition, great history. So it matters here. So, No question. It, it's it's so important. And, Luke, when you were playing, uh, no different. I know we had some crazy crowds like at the TCU game and the Cal game and some of those games. And uh, in so many ways, you're beginning to sense that things are coming back. One of the things that, that I was impressed by Saturday was, I mean, we went down quick, 14 to nothing. And then you saw what I appreciated about Coach Hall and what he did Saturday was he, he managed us back into that game. He, he had a game management standpoint. Nobody panicked. We're going to do what we need to do, even though you, you go in, uh, down. And I mean, you get the block punt and you get a field goal out of it. You know, you start it 
first and goal at the four, and then you end up kicking a field goal. So they did face adversity in this game, but it was just the fact. I think that's why you saw him erupt so much at the end. Of course, he knows the people on the other sideline. He worked at that school. It's a big road win against you were eleven and point eleven and a half point dog with a freshman quarterback on the road against an undefeated team. But like Will Hall managed that second half, and and that's what I really felt like. Not only. Not only did our team grow up, but you know, as as a D one head coach, Will Hall showed a lot of credibility to other people in that second half. It's such a great time; makes you want to have a Mo Bay beignet, Kelly Center. Go down there, order them; they'll cook them hot and fresh. Bring you a hot coffee or a cold coffee. You can you're supposed to pour that topping on, not drink it like I saw you do. But oh. <laughs> you can pour the topping on the Mo Bay beignets, and they're delicious. Well, there's only the only days you like Mo Bay beignets are days that end in Y. To be specific, yeah, you know, that's exactly. Yeah, we, we we certainly have enjoyed them. I mean, we know you will too. Uh, one late late breaking national story: Jeff Collins is out as the head football coach at Georgia Tech after a very slow start. And Bob, among the early replacement names that are popping up, Todd Munkin. Todd Munkin, the offensive coordinator at the University of Georgia, Deion Sanders at Jackson State, and Southern Miss graduate, now head football coach at South Alabama, Kane Womack. Right. And in other breaking news, Sander is back on the Bengals bandwagon after they brutalized the New York Jets. And let me tell you something, Bob Getty. The <laughs> Dolphins are coming into the jungle Thursday night, and when they get... And look at these 24-inch pythons. We're going to Bob, did you, did you jump off Black the them. Saints bandwagon? No, here. man, I'm still on, but I'm Good. afraid I'm be- beginning to become a jinx. <laughs> you know what it's like. <laughs> the Saints stunk right. it up yesterday. We'll be back. Thanks for the work Saturday night, Nathan. Oh, of course. I love doing it, y'all. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. Like an Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.